Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life with Laurel and Laurel. I love that we're two Laurels talking life coaching, Laurel. (laughs) Who would have thought that we would have landed together in the same space doing the same work? I know. Well, you know, it's interesting in life today. um, I always feel like the people that I'm with are some version of a mirror of me. And so for us, it's been really fun to really feel that. It started with our name and being life coaches. And it's really grown as we've grown to know each other, you know, how much we have similar as well as different, like to feel like we are in some ways really truly mirrors of each other. It's true. And the connection, you know, when I think about the the, um, imagery of a mirror, either you see yourself and the image of yourself or sometimes it is um, reflecting maybe a bright light and it and it blocks the vision of yourself, right? Yes, yes. And sometimes how we f- don't see ourselves in the mirror like other people see us, you know, mm-hmm. like the distortion that we see or the things that we actually focus on. And so we see ourselves in a certain way. And this relates to our topic today, which let's introduce to our listeners so they don't have to wait a minute longer to know that we're talking today about becoming visible and also being invisible, the two sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, which I love this topic and it's near and dear to my heart because when I was young, I was always trying to be invisible. I did not want to be seen. I did not want to be seen. I didn't want the attention on me. And I have perfected being invisible in many ways in my life. And this, the, the desire to become visible has been a real self-development journey for me. How about you, Laurel? Oh, I have gone through various stages where, you know, as a child, I did not want to be visible. And, um, and I think even at some point, you know, through high school and even early marriage, you know, there were times in my life. So I can say it's been um, really distinct periods of wanting to be invisible, but then trying hard to be visible and finding that balance, right? I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you in this moment what caused me to take either side of the visibility, but I've experienced both. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the being invisible has been about safety, about feeling like I'm safe if people can't see me and that I'm my my voice and my my tender emotions are safe. 
if I'm not being called upon or pressed upon, right, to maybe show up in ways that I'm not ready or don't want to show up. And so I think I've used invisibility in my own personal life over time as a way to just feel safe and when I'm you know okay and feeling more secure then I can step forward or sit in the front row but you know I was always sit in the back row kind of person <laughs> so you know I do I now that you say safety I can see that you know for me it's um times when I have felt that I would be judged you know maybe yes. being visible for who I was yeah. I'm not accepting of that of myself and so you know, worrying that other people, if I didn't accept something in myself, that other people surely wouldn't accept it either, right? Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's a big part of when I didn't want to be visible, um, maybe feeling like I wasn't enough, right? Yeah. That, um, so that's a little bit, you know, similar to judgment, but, you know, thinking I was not going to meet other people's expectations, um, Maybe I never wanted to meet their expectations, but I still thought, oh, I better not really show myself because then they'll find out that I, you know, that I don't want to, to do whatever it is that they want me to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's also a great way. I think when we're, when we're purposely trying not to be seen, it's a great way to hide the parts of ourselves that we don't want seen. You know, we're, we're going to, at some point we are going to, you know, do a podcast on shadow work and really, really talk into it more fully. I know we've touched on it at different times and different podcasts that we've done, but you know, the parts of ourselves that we feel some shame around, or we've learned to feel some shame around, or that we're afraid, you know, that feel really vulnerable or the parts that we think won't be accepted, right? Or, or we don't even consider them acceptable. Invisibility is a great way to keep them all under wraps, you know, not be seen, not, not be noticed, not be called on and um, challenged. Right. Yeah. So it is interesting because we, you and I have been talking about when we've decided maybe to be visible or not. Yeah. Um, and I know a few women my age, you know, in their fifties that um, struggle with feeling invisible even though they don't want to be invisible. Yes. And that's another side of kind of the visibility where, you know, how can we make sure that when we want to be seen, we find a place to be seen or, you know, when it ties into maybe using our voice and we've talked a little bit about that in another podcast, but, you know, how is it that we can feel one that we are worthy of being seen for who we are? Yes, I think that's a really important point. I think, Laurel, um, in my own personal experience, I would say that the times that I didn't feel like I was being seen and being witnessed and wanted to was part of what made me feel lonely and part of what made me question myself and my ability to be social in the world that we live in. And I think that what I learned over time for, for my own personal experience is being an introvert, I tend to towards less 
relationships. I have less relationships that are all deeper and stronger. They're not, I don't have, I have very few superficial relationships that I engage in regularly. And the relationships that, even the people that in my work, in my work life, you know, that, um, you know, that I connect with, even those relationships, even though they might not be really frequent, they still tend to run on a deeper, a deeper conversation level. And so I think that in our world today, finding your people that you can have those deeper experiences with that re where you really feel like you're being witnessed for who you really are, people that can really listen in to you, that can give you full attention, it's not always easy in the world that we live in today. It is not easy. And we have access to so many more people than we ever did before. Yeah. Yet, and I know we'll talk about loneliness in another, a future podcast, but, you know, without finding your tribe or, or those people that really get you, yeah. you know, I think it is easy to, to choose to, to stay small or to be invisible. Um, and not put yourself out there for that fear of of not fitting in or not belonging or being judged, whatever that might be. Yeah, I know that when I got to the point where I realized, you know, I was more of an introvert, why I understood what that meant and started to realize, you know, that I wasn't comfortable in like big group superficial settings. That wasn't my style. And that I, that I was okay, that I, I approved of that part of me, that I wasn't judging me for that, then somehow I started to connect with people that were more like me, that wanted mm -hmm. those deeper relationships, that wanted more of what I was looking for. So I think part of this work is in that piece of self-acceptance, you know, and knowing yourself, knowing what you want and being okay, right, with what that is. Yeah. And I, you know, that I was going to ask that question. Do you think that at times when you had some maybe discomfort or uncertainty about showing up and being visible for who you are or who you were, you know, was it tied to that you didn't really know yourself enough to come forward as you, you know, in, in that trust and faith of who you were? Yeah. Yeah, I do think that that was a big part of it. I really do. And then I think that because I had developed so many habits that were related to being comfortable being invisible, when I was ready to be more visible, and when my work called on me to become more visible, I had to learn how to grow into that. I had to push myself out of my comfort zone again and again and again, right, to develop the ability to be in front of the camera, to be in front of the microphone, to speak in front of a group, to lead a group, to um, sit in the front row seat because I was really interested in what we were talking about and I did want to raise my hand and contribute, right? You know, like all of those things were all small steps along the way of growing my comfort zone and getting my my skills in an area which I, I shied away from to keep myself, quote unquote, safe. Yeah. yeah, it's so interesting as you were speaking to that, I was thinking about my own experience and, you know, from not wanting to be in the front row and never wanting to raise my hand, right, not wanting to be noticed, um, to being able to be in front of an audience. Um, 
you know, and I, and I just recently really were in front of an audience. Maybe you could Uh, talk a little bit about that, Laurel. Sure. I think that would be really great for our listeners to hear. That would be so much fun. And um, yeah, so recently I, I decided to be an onstage um, at a live event storyteller. Storytelling is something that I've wanted to learn um, as a business owner, Um, being able to tell stories um, in a way that helps me, either my clients or, or just other people understand kind of the transformation that people go through or how our life experiences really create who we are. And so um, I think I've shared this on maybe prior podcasts before, but in my corporate career, I had a very visible, publicly visible career for years. And I was okay with that. I could be with a microphone in front of people. And now as a business owner, it had become increasingly hard for me to be visible. Part of that is, of course, um, just my worry about being judged, you know, in the world of social media and online presence and this enormous world that might see me and hear what I have to say. And what I've decided was that the difference was it was easy to say what I needed to say when someone else was telling me what to say and who to be, how to act. Uh, But now that it is just me, I'm back to, you know, not wanting to be in the front row with my hand up. And so I um, decided I needed to do this just for my own growth and learning experience. And it scared me. I, I, I signed up, I took on the task and I, wrote my story and I practiced and it was a, an engagement that was 10 minutes on stage before a live audience. Long. It was long. And I, and I, uh, I did it. I, uh, I was uncomfortable, you know, I was nervous and um, in the production side of things, the stage lights and not being able to see anything except bright lights shining on me. That was a little bit, I didn't expect that. But I did it. Will I do it again? I probably will do it again. Um, When I saw myself and saw photos of myself, the photos, I thought, oh, my gosh, I looked comfortable up there. And the photos did not look like um, how I felt inside as I was doing it, which really made me think about how is it maybe, you know, I don't see myself as other people see me. And it's my inside insecurities and fear of judgment and wanting to protect myself to keep myself safe that keep me in safe, small audiences. I've learned a lot about myself that night. Um, But it it is interesting. And when I think about, um, you know, I didn't always feel that way in front of an audience. But there was something different about, you know, being myself in front of an audience and and my belief that it's okay to show up as myself, even if the whole world is watching. Right, right. I know I was taking um, speaking, a speaking training in 2015, I think. And, you know, one of the things I feel like I learned from that that really got instilled in me and I believed it 
anyway, but it was interesting to take it into this idea of be, being visible, right? And showing up the way that you want to show up is people want to hear from your heart. They want to hear from your truth. They want to hear like the real emotional story. People want to be moved emotionally, right? When they're connecting with you. And I think that's probably one of the, you know, one of the reasons we do have a hard time connecting today because we've kind of forgotten how to do that or we shy away from doing that. We're afraid to be judged for our emotional experiences or to show our emotions. And and really it's a relief. And, and at some level, almost a joy to be with somebody who's just wears their emotions on their sleeve and allows themselves to be seen and, and be vulnerable in that way. It's a really beautiful experience. It is. And, you know, I think often about, um, I have a few women friends who I've been friends with for most of my life. We went to grammar school together. We're still friends. And when I think about being with them and when I am with them, I am my most comfortable self. They, they may not know everything about me, but they love me in what they know about me. And I know that I'm safe with them. I can show up and be myself. And, you know, in thinking about that kind of environment, you know, who can you feel safe with that you can be yourself, even if you don't really know all that you are? Um, And the more that we can feel and be in that setting, I think it it kind of, it grows our muscle to be able to do that more often. I agree. I totally agree with you, Laurel. I think that some of my best training for um, learning to get comfortable becoming visible was being in groups, being in in a group process, all kinds of different groups and group experiences where I had to get up in front of a group and use my voice and speak my truth. And that was a lot of grooming and getting outside my comfort zone, getting connected with my truth, being witnessed, not being judged, you know, being in places where I wasn't being judged. I mean, it was a ther- most of them are therapeutic kind of or healing experiences. And so I know I was knew I was in a safe container. And I think that that's part of how you grow your ability to make your safe container on the inside if you have one on the outside right and you know it's safe to share yourself you start to take that and make it your inside experience right it's safe to say i can stand up in front of a group and cry and say i'm so embarrassed to speak about myself in front of this group even that right and be okay right it's safe to say that and i'm if I'm judged, I'm judged, you know, like where before, if you were judged, you'd want to hide under the rug. Now it's, well, if somebody's judging me, they're judging me, you know, and that comes from the doing, you know, having that safe space on the outside. And then suddenly it's in me. The space is in yeah. me. I'm safe to speak up and share my truth. It's an yeah. interesting, um, it's an interesting way of growing your confidence and gaining the safety on the inside, right? Yeah, another way that I uh, think has allowed me to grow my 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 safety and my ability to be visible and and to worry less about being judged um, is by practicing that with other people. Yeah. And so, if I can show up and be with people 
and, you know, be an observer and try not to judge the people that I'm with. And I say, try not to, there are people that I am with that I don't judge. And so if the more I can do that, especially with strangers or with people that, you know, I have a preconceived notion are different than me. Right. Um, and the more I can be non-judgmental, it allows me to believe that if I can do that, other people have that capability too. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And the more you practice it with other people, the more you also then turn that to yourself, the self-judgment. You become more aware of your own self-judgment and you start to put a hold on that as well. Yeah. yeah. It really does go hand in hand. I truly believe that. Yeah. 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 So on our time today, I wanted to make sure that we hit on the idea of one of the things I think that we struggle with in the world today around this topic is social media has made it so that, you know, we're, we all are buying into everything looks good on the outside. So it is, you know, perfect behind the scenes. Right. And, and I think that's sometimes one of the intimidating factors today in becoming visible is thinking, you know, that everything has to look so perfect. And, and hopefully we're contributing a little bit to the breakdown of that, or, you know, the idea that, you know, in this podcast, we're just being us together for a half an hour and we're recording it and we're having a conversation and we're sharing it with people, inviting people to feel like they're right here with us, just having a conversation. It's not perfect. It's not scripted. Thank it's, God. That's right. That's right. It's just us, you know, sharing hopefully from the heart, right, of our own experiences and what we know and what we've learned through our coaching and our living. Yeah. And it, it, we, we often look at social media today as, you know, creating this environment where, where you know, things appear to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't that long ago that you know, I had magazine subscriptions that showed me what the perfect house looked like. And I was, you know, striving to have a house that looked like that. Um, you know, so perhaps the world has always presented images and external influence over what we perceive to be, you know, the way things should be. Right. Um, and, and social media does that for us now. Um, and the more I think that we can show up as ourselves, be ourselves, you know, sometimes even when I'm in the produce department at the grocery store and I pick up an apple that may have a blemish on it, I think I'm taking this one home anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, slight imperfections are really an indication of something being real. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, and... We the whole idea of what might look perfect isn't isn't necessarily even what you want. You know, I think that's one of the things about beautiful work, beautiful life is it's our ability to do the inner work so that we really truly can know what would feel like a beautiful life for us. Yeah. And each one of us has our, a very unique version of what that would be. Sure, there might be similarities to this or this or this, 
but ultimately in our heart of hearts our beautiful life has its own flavor has its own color has its own mm -hmm. painting structure whatever whatever however you want to think of it right it's it's unique to us just like our personality it's true and you know i also have this belief that um and it, it goes deeper than just being visible or or invisible um but you know, tying it back to knowing what I need and knowing that as I show up, the people that I'm meant to resonate with or meant to touch are are there for me and I am there for them. And so I, you know, I tend to hold on to that belief that um, I may be doing it differently, but there's somebody that needs the way that I do it compared to how someone else may do it. I agree. I agree with that. And I feel that same way. I, so I would say on our journey, right, to becoming visible, also becoming invisible, right? There's kind of this, this purposeful, uh, 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 scale or, or, or range, right. That we, we go in between you know all of us being able to get good at both of those things is a-okay right because there are times when you just want to just be in the corner and you don't really necessarily want to be in the midst of all the busyness or whatever and it's okay to do that so it's it's an okay skill to become invisible right in some energetic and shamanic work you know there's you you work hard to learn how to be invisible and not leave a footprint and you know not be seen um it's a way of just kind of getting around in the world and, and moving through life. And then there's the other side of it is how visible do you want to become? And what, what does that mean for you? What do you have to develop in yourself to be visible in the way that you want to be visible? What does that mean? And so for each of us, we all have our own journeys around being able to get our skill level up on both sides of that range. And and for, for each one of us, take our own inventory, you know? Do you want to be more visible? Do you want to be less visible? What would that what would that mean? What do you have to learn and how do you have to grow to get there? Yeah, I think that's really important, doing our own inventory. You know, what are the, what are the reasons behind what we want or need at the moment, right? Yeah. You know, and so I can give an example of me. If I, if I don't have the courage to be visible, but something in my heart is longing for being able to show up um, and be myself, then, you know, it's, it's going back to the reason why, right? Am I fearful? Am I anxious? Am I judgmental? Because of external reasons. Right. Um, whereas if it was truly that my internal reason for wanting to be invisible was because I needed to take care of myself today and not show up and to stay home, right? And to be behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I think that's an important, you know, way for us to decipher what's the reason. And if it's a reason that serves our purpose and ourselves, then that's all the reason we should be doing exactly what we want to. I love that, Laurel. That Oh my God, that you just said that so beautifully. I hope everybody really got that and followed you in that because that was really powerful. It was just, I, I kind of, some images were running through my mind, you know, and I was thinking about 
somebody's calling to be, you know, behind a camera, right? To be the one behind the camera, not in front of the camera, and how powerfully they contribute in that craft and in that art and in their ability to to see things, right? That's their gift, right? And so they might not be being seen in front of the camera, but they might be behind the camera, you know, doing the seeing, right? And being the one to record it. And and so we all you know, it really does come back. How do you want to contribute? What is it that you want to do? And what's the reasons behind you wanting to be seen or not be seen? And what does that mean? So we all have a story in that way, don't we? We do. And, you know, I, that is really, when I think about, you know, you, you mentioned being an introvert or, um, I have spent years wondering, am I a social introvert or am I an extrovert? I don't really know, but I do know those times in my life when I could show up before an audience or in a setting that a lot of people were around me. Oftentimes I had the ability to do that because other people needed me to, or other I was creating an experience for other people. Um, and, and that made it easy yeah. um, to host an audience, mm. to, to be able to provide a setting for people to interact and engage in a public way. Um, and that was very comfortable because it was for other people. And then, you know, the discomfort in standing up before an audience where I am bringing myself and nobody's asking me to bring myself there, that's when I'm uneasy. And so, you know, again, going back to what it is that you, what role, what what are your needs? What, you know, what's your purpose for being on either side of the visibility meter? So let's let's kind of turn that into our um, our invitations to do some of this work, right? For right. our listeners today, how can we craft that into maybe a journaling exercise or a challenge or a a question to explore this week as you explore the topic of becoming visible or being less visible? Yeah. Anything immediately sparking in you, Laurel? Um, I was thinking about, you know, maybe the the the, the self awareness, bringing self awareness to in those areas that you think you're not being seen currently. That maybe you are feeling invisible. That maybe maybe it's certain relationships in your life that you don't feel are are seeing you for who you are. Um, you know, start to think about. How can you safely ask to be seen and to reveal a little bit more about who you are and how you want to be seen? You know, ask for what you need. Yeah, yeah, Mm. I love that. I think uh, that's oftentimes one of the trickiest things for us and one of the, the stopping you know, places where we actually stop ourselves is not being able to really ask for what we want from others, right? And we're afraid that we might get turned down or rejected. And instead, you know, to be able to truly just say, 
you know, could you just listen to me for a minute? I want to share something that's really hard, right? And I've never said it before. I'm going to say it out loud, right? Yeah, I mean, that's being visible in a new, a new kind of way and asking for somebody to witness that. So I love that. That's a great, a great challenge. And, and the inventory, I think, you know, I want to encourage everyone. I always feel like taking an inventory of where you are right now is one of the most productive things that we can do. If we can be really truthful with ourselves about right where we are now, we know what we've got to work with. And we know, you know, when it comes time to really decide what we want and make the changes, we know where we are and where we can, where we're coming from. So just where are you with, you know, wanting to be more visible or wanting to be less visible? You know, what would it look like if you were more visible what are you afraid of? What stops you from doing that? You know, just allowing yourself to take some of those inventory questions about right where you are right now and not judging it, not thinking you have to change it immediately, but just inventorying, you know, where you are right now. And even just what skills do you have around being visible or being invisible? Just what are your strengths in either area? You know, because they're all, they're all useful in some way. So just know where you are right now. Yeah. Mm, that's good. And I would add just one more thing. Yeah. Be willing to look at your own willingness to, to be visible with yourself. Are you willing? Bingo. Are you, <laughs> are you willing yeah. to be an objective observer of your own self? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Sometimes it's real hard. But... That's the beautiful work and that's how you get the beautiful life. So I hope that our listeners will take some of our suggestions today and really have fun this week playing a little bit with the idea of visibility and invisibility because it is a really cool topic and it really is a powerful game changer oftentimes, you know, in terms of our social experience and even our work experience. So it's definitely worth the exploration and the, and the play. Yeah, I think we could talk three more episodes on this topic. And I'd love to hear from our listeners. What, you know, what do they struggle with when it comes to being visible or invisible? Yeah. Yeah. And is there more that they want us to share on that topic? You know, is there, there more that they have any questions on that topic that we could explore with them, you know, through Mm -hmm. their questions. So send them on along and we'll be here. Thanks again, Laurel, for today and for our time together. And I'll see you next time. Can't wait. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us. 